I want you to repeat after me and say it like you mean it. This is God's word. Not Pastor Evans' word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, we thank you for this time that we have to fellowship around your word. We thank you that your word is a lamp unto our feet and it is a light unto our path. We thank you for the spirit of God that is here to teach us your word. So we ask that we will hear not the words of a man, but the words that are from God. I thank you that what I teach this morning will transform the lives of those who not only hear it, but begin to practice it in their everyday lives. And I declare over them. That, Father, their lives will change for the better, their marriages will change for the better, and their money will change for the better as a result of this word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We're still in our series on prosperity for the promise. Say that with me. Say prosperity Prosperity. for the promise. And today's lesson is going to help you manifest God's promises for your life in a more clearer and effective way. Since God's promises to us start in spiritual form, say spiritual form. His promises for us, they start in spiritual form, but we must learn to take it from the spiritual form, believe it, and then bring it into the natural form. Amen. This could be one of the most important lessons, I believe, that will change your life, especially when it comes to your money. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I can't wait to hear this. And I'm deeming this message so important that if you can't take notes and listen at the same time, I would prefer you to not take notes and just get the CD after service. Now. There are going to be some things that I don't say that the Spirit of God is going to breathe on you and you're going to hear. You can write those things down, but don't try to write down everything today because I want you to catch what's being taught and not just hear what's being taught. Amen? Amen. Now, uh, the title of our message today, I told you on the voicemail last night, is Meditation for Manifestation. So you can at least write that down. Meditation for manifestation. And last week, we looked at three different positions that a believer or any individual can have in their financial life. And that was not enough. Say not enough. enough. Say just enough. enough. And then more than enough. And what I'm going to teach you today is going to take you out of the not enough. It's going to take you out of the just enough. And it's going to push you into more than enough and keep you there. See, there's nothing like prospering and then losing what you have. Many people, especially those who are famous, I read about uh, a basketball player this week who in his day made $60 million and today he's broke. 
So what I'm going to teach you is not just going to take you out of a not just enough or a not enough situation. It's going to push you into more than enough and keep you there. Say amen to that. Now I want you to find two verses of scripture. I want you to find Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. And then I want you to find Isaiah chapter 59 verse 13. I'll say that again. I want you to find Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. And then I want you to find Isaiah chapter 59 verse 13. Now, if you're in Joshua 1, 8, say, I'm there. All right. Well, if you're not there, you can just catch the screen. They're going to have it up there for you. But before we read this verse, God gave Joshua a principle that would cause him to prosper for the rest of his life. I mean, many of us don't realize that God's principles are permanent. Let me put it this way. Jesus said, heaven and earth is going to pass away, but my word's not going to pass away. Amen. So God gave Joshua a principle that will cause him to prosper the rest of his life. And because God is no respect of a person, this principle that he gave Joshua will work for us today. Now, let me give you a prerequisite before we jump into the verse. It doesn't matter what financial state you're in right now in your life. This principle can take you out of it and make your financial life better. Amen. Amen. So in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, it says, This book of the law, or I'll reword that and say, God's word shall not depart out of your what? Mouth. Mouth. Come on, class. What does it say? Mouth. Mouth. But you shall what? Come on, say it again. Come on, say it one more time. He said, but you shall meditate Therein, therein what? Therein the word of God. He tells us to meditate in it. How? Day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, then when? Then after I meditate in the word day and night, then I will make my way prosperous. And then after I meditate on the word day and night and do it, then I shall have what kind of success? Everybody say good success. Good success. And many of us have the wrong idea of what meditation is. How many, be honest, were raised or even think now that meditation means to close your eyes and to empty your mind and to just think of things that are peaceful. Raise your hand. Let me see. Yeah. What do the rest of y'all think? The rest of y'all don't want to raise your hands like I don't want to raise my hand. Because he may ask me what I'm thinking about. But for the most part, most people have the wrong idea of meditation. Even the dictionary, when I looked it up, had a limited definition for this word. And that's why we we have to study the word. You can't let the dictionary be your word. You know, 2 Timothy 3, I think 16 says, to study to show ourselves approved unto God. So that's why I give you scripture when I teach. So when you go home, you can restudy it for yourself. But when I looked it up in the dictionary, it defined meditate uh, as to engage in thought or to contemplate on something. When the Bible definition says it means to imagine, to speak, to mutter, to utter, and to pray. I'm going to say that again. The biblical definition, say biblical definition. The biblical definition says Meditate means to imagine, to speak, to mutter, to utter, and to pray. Now, the dictionary's version left out everything that had to do with with verbal. 
It just says to think and to contemplate. And, and that's why most people, if you look at MTV Cribs, I mean, they see MTV Cribs sometimes, you know, and they, they create these Zim rooms. And those rooms are just there for them to have some peaceful time. And they sit there, I guess, with their legs crossed, with their fingers up. I don't know what they do in those rooms. But see, that's the wrong idea of med- meditation because if the only way to meditate, watch this now, with your eyes closed, then it's impossible to do, do it all day and all night. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, if you don't get it, I'm going to help you get it. He told Joshua to meditate when? Day and night. So it can't be meditation meaning me closing my eyes. Now, the biblical definition means to imagine and to utter and to speak. Now, notice here when he told Joshua to meditate in a day and night. He didn't say only do that when you got some money. He didn't say that only do it when you don't have money. He didn't say do it when you're doing good or when you're not doing good. He said do it all the time. Someone say amen to that. Now let me show you this word meditate in a different English word so you can understand what it is. Go to Isaiah 59. I told you to find that anyway. Isaiah 59. Let me show you this word meditate. Again, but it's a different English word. Same Hebrew word, but different English word. Isaiah 59. Let's not worry about the context. I just want to show you this particular word in this verse. Isaiah 59, look at verse 13. It says, In transgressing and lying against the Lord, and departing away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving, watch this now, and uttering from the what? Heart. Words of what? Falsehood. He's talking about now people uttering false words or uttering words from the heart. The word uttering there is the same word meditate. Now, how do you meditate? It even tells us in that verse. He says they uttered from their heart words. So in order for you to learn how to meditate, you're going to have to first make up your mind to open up your mouth and say what God wants you to say. Now, many of us have already learned how to say what God haven't said. All you got to do is listen to yourself when you go off. I mean, many of us have opportunities on a daily basis. Some of us on a moment by moment basis, opportunities to have devil level moments. Oh, I had one last week. Listen, let me tell you what happened. You see, what had happened was... You know, my, 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 my nephew and uh, my niece and, and Landon and Heaven, I think it was Heaven. No, it wasn't Heaven. And Josh, that was my nephew. And they were out walking the neighborhood. Our neighborhood is, is gated, so, you know, it's like a horseshoe. And, and so uh, a, a dog had, was, was, was out, and the owners was out with them, but the owners didn't have them on the lease. And so the dog ran, and the dog was friendly, but, you know, a dog to a little kid is big. A dog to a big man is key is big. And this big dog ran and scared him. And so my wife was just upset. She just wanted me to go beat somebody up. Honestly, she did. She's like, babe, go talk to them. I'm like, about what? What did so I went and talked to the neighbors and you know, and I'm talking to them and, and the lady was telling me this and that. And I was like, Well, ma'am, you know, the bottom line is your dog really should need, need to be on a leash. And so when I'm talking to her very calmly, you know, her husband comes out like he wanna do something. Like he want to do something. 
I'm already prepared to do something if he want to do something. But I did real good. You'd have been proud of me. I just, I just told him what, what I told her and, and, you know, we let it go by. But see, what had happened is the fuel was still in me. So I got in the car to go to the gas station. I had to get some gas. And uh, Landon was with me and he wanted some uh, Doritos. So I went into the store at this gas station and all I had was 20s in my pocket. And I was looking for a dollar because all the Doritos cost was 99 cents. And I couldn't find, I was like, man, please help me have a dollar. I didn't have a dollar. And so I gave the man $20 and he looked at it. He says, I can't break that. I mean, with attitude, I'm like, okay. I said, well, uh, this is all I have. He said, well, I'm sorry. I can't break that 20. And, 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 and the same fire that was over, over there in my neighborhood done followed me to the gas station. So I'm trying to figure out how to deal with this man without going off. So, so I said, okay, do you have a dollar? No, 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 I'm serious. I said, I said do you have a dollar? I mean, he was like, well, no, I don't have a dollar. Well, how can you expect me to have a dollar if you don't even have a dollar? So at that point, he takes the chips from this side of the counter over here, just put them out of the way like you ain't getting these chips unless you bring me a dollar. So I looked at him. I said, you got to be kidding me, right? And so I'm standing there trying to figure out what do I do in this situation? And a good thought came to me. I said, you know what? I'm going to bring you 99 pennies. So I went to my car. I was in my wife's car. I was in my wife's car. So I got all the change she had in her car. It was wet and everything. You know how women are. It was wet and everything. And I took, I didn't even count it really. I mean, I just took as many pennies that was in there. I went back in the store. This is the counter right here. I just dropped all the change from here. I went and took a bag of Doritos off the shelf. I said, do you need me to wait here for you to count it? He just looked at me like I was crazy and I went on off the door. <laughs> Touch your neighbor and say, that's devil level right there. That's devil level right there. I know, I know. I'm getting better though. I'm getting better. I mean, I could have threw some coffee on the man. I, I have grown. Praise the Lord. Give me a clap because I have grown. Praise the Lord. Because <laughs> see, some of y'all would have cussed him out. Police would have showed up. 911 would have been dialed. So we've learned how to meditate on how to do stuff wrong. But now I'm trying to challenge you this morning and show you that meditation is not just what you think, it's what you say. Now go over to Psalm 77 quickly. Psalm 77 quickly. Go to Psalm 77. Because Psalm 77 describes meditation in my mind in its truest form. In Psalm 77 verse 12, this is what it says. He says, this was David talking. He says, I will meditate. I will mutter. I will speak. I will imagine. I will pray. Watch this now. Also of, your, of all your work. And I will talk about your what? Doings. 
This sounds to me that it's describing meditation more than just mental. It sounds like meditation is more verbal than it is mental. Now go to Psalm chapter 2. Since you're there in Psalm, go to chapter 2. Psalm 2. Because my goal here this morning is to help you stop meditating on negative stuff. Most people don't know that that's what they're doing. In in Psalm 2, look in verse 1. Let me show you this word meditate one more time and then I'm going to actually show you how to meditate biblically. Psalm chapter 2, look in verse 1. It says, why do the heathen rage and why do do the people imagine what? The word imagine is the same Hebrew word as the word meditate. So it is possible to imagine or meditate on wrong things. And the way we do that, because let me just say this, uh, worrying is actually the opposite of meditating. In other words, worrying is meditation in reverse. Okay. Worrying, when you look it up, it means to torment yourself with negative, disturbing thoughts. It is thinking and talking about and seeing something that haven't even happened yet. Really, in, 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 in actuality, worry is the devil's perverted, perverted form of prophecy. See, prophecy is something that God wants to do in your life that haven't happened yet. So the devil shows you stuff that's bad, that haven't happened yet, and it ain't nothing but a perverted form of prophecy. So what he does, he gets us to see it, and then he gets us to start saying it, and what we're doing is we're prophesying doom into our life and don't even know it. And when you understand the power of what words could do in your life. See, James, write down James chapter 3, verse 3 through 5. It talks about the tongue being like the rudder of a boat. And the rudder of a boat, regardless of how big the boat is, can actually determine the direction of the boat. He's saying our tongues are the same way. They have the power. Even though they're small, our tongues have the power to change our lives. And when you learn to meditate, go to Psalm 1. Go to Psalm 1 and we'll close this. I got eight minutes. I think I can do it. Go to Psalm 1. Go to Psalm 1. Let me show you. You know, the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Let me show you that meditation is designed to better and prosper your life. Then I'm going to give you some personal examples. Psalm 1, look in verse 1. It said, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor seed in the seat of the scornful. But this man's delight is in the word of God. And in this law, in God's word, does he meditate how class? Here we go again, day and night. It don't mean you walking around with your eyes closed. It's talking about you're walking around speaking and uttering and talking about what God wants to do in your life. He goes on to say, 
And this person who meditates in the word day and night shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And that tree is going to bring forth fruit in his season. And this person who meditates day and night, who utters the word, who speaks the word, who talks about the word, his person, his life will not wither. Watch this. And whatever he does shall what? How many here wants to prosper all the time? Amen. So he's saying here that when we learn how to meditate God's way, it will take our life from an improsperous state, if that's a word, to a prosperous state. So that tells me we can control our success by just learning how to consistently meditate. Now, everybody say years ago. When we first started the church, while I'm talking about this, go to Genesis chapter 3. Go to Genesis 3. Uh, almost six years ago, and this is why we want to bring our best gift on our giving Sunday, because our giving Sunday act, act just happens to be the actual Sunday and date that we started our church. We started our church on March 27th of 2005. So we will be having our giving day on March 27th, 2005. 11. Praise the Lord. Well, when we first started the church, the Lord gave me instructions to not work. Both of my wife and I, he wanted us to do this full time. Now, I, I really didn't have a problem with that, so to speak, because, you know, we had some, a little money, you know. But, you know, when you're trying to do God's work, it makes no use of you using your money. Because, see, if you use your money, you're going to run out. See, it says that he will meet all of our needs according to whose riches and glory? His riches and glory. So I knew that, but I still look for a job anyway. Couldn't find a job to save my life. Well, you know, I'm really budget-oriented when it comes to running organizations and things like that. And so at the time, our church needed $6,000 a week just to break even. Because I had three full-time employees starting out with. That's faith right there, ain't it? Everybody say $6,000. A week. Now look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. He didn't say a month. He said a week. But I knew this principle right here. I had been practicing it for years. That's how I got my wife. My wife think that she found me. But really, my words found her. Uh-huh. And my words that are keeping her. Praise the Lord. My words and my money. Praise the Lord. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So... I knew the principle. So I started meditating on what I knew God could do. I didn't sit around and wonder, oh God, because this is, watch this now, this is meditation in reverse. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know where that money's going to come from. I don't know how you're going to do it, God. And then you go to sleep with the problem and you wake up with the problem. That ain't what I did. I did about 10 or 12 times a day. I would declare into my life, into this church's life, I said, Father, I thank you that $6,000 minimum comes into Word of Truth Family Church every week. And I thank you for those who bring it in. You're blessing them abundantly. And Father, in, in their lives, increase will be the norm. And they will never have a need because you supplied according to your risen glory by Christ Jesus. Man, I did that. And consistently, $6,000 came in a week. Now, how much is that a month? That's $24,000, ain't it? Now, here we are. Fast forward almost six years later. We need $24,000 a week right now. And it ain't even a problem. You know why? Because I call it in. And I'm telling you, 
Instead of talking about what you don't have, you have to start declaring and prophetically saying what God wants you to have. Man, you need to get up every morning and declare, Father, I thank you. You said no good thing will you withhold from those who walk upright. Father, your word says that all my needs are met according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Father, I thank you. I mean, you got to get up and you got to say it. Listen, when I was selling cars when I first came, came back to the States, I used to have this index card in my pocket. And I had written down all the verses that pertain to increase and favor when, when it came to selling cars. One of them was, you know, what things soever I desire when I pray, I believe I receive and I should have them. And so I used to declare how many cars I was going to sell. I used to declare that favor will come on me. And when people come in, they would prefer to see me over anybody else. I mean, I would declare, I would say to my, and I would be out in a little, you know, uh, breezeway talking to myself. And, you know, sometimes they come out and say, everything okay, Evan? Everything okay? You know, because they thought I was crazy. I'm declaring why they think I'm crazy. And you know what? I didn't sell the most cars, but I got the most money because I grossed more than they did. In other words, they may have just made $200 when they sold their car, but I made $800 on mine. You know why? Not because I was cheating, but because I really... Listen, here's the key to selling. Just sell people what they want. Don't try to sell them what they don't want. Sell them what they want. If they say they want air conditioning, give it to them. You need air conditioning in Texas too, man. In other words, let me put it like this. Prophecy is something in the future that God wants for you. Do you agree with that? That's something God wants for you in the future. Well, why not? Oh, let me put it like this. Why do we wait for people to prophesy something to us that we can say to ourselves? You don't need nobody to come and prophesy increase over you. You prophesied yourself. Lord, I thank you that I have more than what I need. According to 2 Corinthians 9, I have all sufficiency in all things so I can abound in all good work. In other words, you are declaring what you ain't seeing right now that you want to see it. And that's what meditation is. Meditation is talking about and declaring what God's word says about you regardless of what you're seeing right now in your life. And most of you all are not doing that. Let me say this. If God could have fought the world in existence, he'd have done it. Okay, okay. I, I see I went over some of y'all heads. Zoom. Okay, okay. Let me go on this side. Maybe it's over here. Okay, the scripture says in Genesis chapter 1. There's my clock. 25 minutes and went by. Praise the Lord. This is what the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1. It says, and God said, let there be light. And there was, now, I wonder why, why, I mean, God is God. He's all powerful. He can do all things. I wonder why he just didn't think it into existence. Then why are you trying to think it into existence? Man, you got to go beyond thoughts. Because let me explain this to you and then I'll close because this is so good. This is good. Check this out. Check this out. Meditation starts with words. Words develop thoughts. Thoughts then paint a picture and a picture produces desire. And then desire moves us toward, toward what we want. 
I'm going to say it again. Meditation starts with words. Then words develop thoughts. Okay, I can prove it to you. I'm going to describe something. I want you to tell me. I want you to picture, you know, what I described. Uh, A black dog, a black dog with white spots, a black dog with white spots, that's a pit bull. You got the picture in your mind? If you got it, raise your hand. Let me see. Okay, now, here's the question. Did you see what I said in words or in a picture? I mean, if now, if you thought, if, if, if when I was talking, you was thinking T-H-E-D-O-G-S-P-O-T-S, you got some problems. <laughs> you're not thinking right. Huh? Trust me, you're not thinking right. No, 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 no. Because words are designed to produce thoughts. Say thoughts. And then once thoughts have been developed, they paint a picture. Say picture. So when you begin to meditate and say out loud what you want God to do in your life, that's going to paint a picture for you. And once the picture has been painted, God has designed us to move toward what we believe. I got a testimony for you. This was from one of my leaders. And, and I tell our leaders, sometimes, you know, they call me and they, they be fretting over something that's not happening in their life. And I'm just calmly saying to them, I say, this is, this is the time now that you got to do what I teach you. I mean, this ain't the time to shrink back. This is the time to step up. I mean, if you never had something bad or challenging happen in your life, how do you know God can do what he said he could? Here's a testimony. I'm closing. Says, hey, Pastor, we're in awe of God, and has, and he confirmed again that he can be taken at his word. We went to file our taxes a month ago and was told that we owed five thousand three hundred and sixty-three dollars. Now, ain't nothing bad than to go to the tax return office thinking you're gonna get something, and you're gonna have to give something. They owed five thousand three hundred and sixty-three dollars, and that the fee that they would have to even pay to even file their taxes was $563.25. We were in shock. We immediately called you (laughs) and told you of the situation. And we all agreed together that God would find a way. I I told I said, you got to now start confessing the promises of God for increase for your life. I said, you tithers? Yeah, we're tithers. You givers? Yeah, we're givers. Then you need to be declaring about the windows of heaven are already open and they're coming out blessings that you don't have enough to receive. Okay, let me finish the testimony. We had already prayed before this happened and knew that God was challenging us to give on Giving Sunday. So, of course, this news took us by surprise because we were hoping that our tax refund would help us in our commitment that we made. We decided to not change our giving commitment. Listen to that now. They didn't let what happened to them change what they were supposed to give. We decided not to change our giving commitment, but to have faith that God was able to provide both the tax money and the giving money. We declared daily. Say daily. Now, declaring is nothing but meditating because we talked about meditating means to utter and to pray and and to talk out loud, right? They declare daily that all their needs are met in abundance. The windows of heaven are open for us. And the favor of God and man is upon us. We held on to the word instead of walking in fear. We walked in faith. We kept giving and even gave sacrificially. We knew it would, be, it would have to be a miracle. We also felt God was telling us to, uh, uh, to get a second opinion. 
So on Friday, we went to get another opinion, and the tax preparer person found some errors that the original agent made. We're now about to receive a refund of $2,400, and our filing fee decreased to $288. But see, they could have easily started confessing the negative. And I'm saying to you, whatever you want to see God do in your life, that is according to his word. He wants you to have increase. He wants you to be blessed. He wants your business to do well. He wants you to be above the norm. He wants people to look at you and wish that they were you. But he's waiting on us, just like it took his words to make the earth and the light come into manifestation. He's waiting for you to say the right thing to get in agreement with his word so you and his word can create what you want to see. Did you get anything about the lesson this morning? Praise the Lord. Every head by and every eye closed, you may be here.